In Dumeria, a land where adventuring is new, mysteries and curiosity await our dummies. So stick around to see what they will do. Welcome to Adventuring for Dummies. Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Adventuring for Dummies. My name is Gary Feehan and I am your silly little dungeon master. Hi, I'm Dave McTighe and I'm playing the Elven Gunslinger, Darby Galandry Flashgear, and totally terrible at theology. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, hi, I'm Dave McInerney and I'm playing Gwen Cobbleton, the Demi-born wizard and president of the Tahamara Demigod Fan Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Sharon, and I'm playing uh, Ivor Ironclad, and we're off on another adventure, just like Clockwork. Oh, sorry. <laughs> very good. That's great. Very I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Billy Stewart, playing Stefan Shepard, human clerk barbarian, and his beloved pet goat, Ramsey. Do you have your census form ready? Tom, Bill, <laughs> John, yes, all, of the, all the very silent <laughs> names we came to know yesterday. Very no much silent name. There was a Kadark. There was a silency one in there. Yeah, Kadark. <laughs> Katonk, yeah. Surprisingly Katonk. I didn't write those names down. I don't know why I'm such a bad DM. Right. Um before we get back into the adventure, we will kick off as we always do with a wee recap. Awakening. The molts of light settle around the Union Spire. The gang are able to revive the two mages that cast this spell and began to fill them in on what had happened in the last 874 years. This, understandably, shocked the high priests of Sahanin and Ayun. Taking the time to adjust, the gang and the leaders of the spire rest and catch each other up. The gang learn of a few things. They learn of the demigod Tahamara, the progeny of the god of passage, this lost god believing now to be the matron of Ravens. They learned of seven major dwarf clans and several smaller satellite clans that made up dwarven society of old. They learned of the Union Spire itself and its self-containing village aspect, sort of, and that maintains itself quite effectively. Then the gang, thinking that they should tell somebody, contacted Harvey Wickerspell, director of Dents in Gizelbrook, who sent Tupera to oversee this silence event. After filling her in, they took a well-deserved long rest. And the next day, Anther and Kirja gifted the gang an amulet that holds powers of both the Knowing Mistress and the Moonweaver, combining the two priests' powers together. The gang then returned to the town around the spire, found out of what happened, or what at least the people thought that happened, and they collected their carriages and are now making their way further west to Clockhill Castle. And that is where we pick up now. So... As you make your way away from the hustle and bustle um, of Union Spire, away from all of these couples that got proposed on the day of this miraculous phenomenon, thinking that this has blessed their unions in their personal lives for infinity, you continue east in your separate carriages um, so that Darby has enough <laughs> trunk room to bring back whatever he finds in Cockhill Castle. But he as needs you, space. It's okay. He needs that space, <laughs> yeah. The road continues gently upwards as you head further west. As well as that, um, more rain begins to fall. 
and as you travel, you may be an hour now outside of the of the town of the spire, um, getting quite close to the destination of Clockkill Castle. An almost perpetual rain has now hit. A gentle yet consistent drip drop um, hits the canvas and wood roofs of your carriages as you move along. So, anything you're doing on the way to Clockkill Castle? Uh, does this rain seem normal? Like, do, like, or you, like when you're saying perpetual, does it seem like it's just been raining forever? You can give me a nature check. Ooh, nature. Okie dokie, okie dokie. Oh, not so bad. 17 plus 4, 21. 21. This area of the, um, this area of, like, the plains and the centre of Dumeria is quite marshy and is known as the wetlands. So the rain that you're seeing here doesn't seem to have any any other nefarious doings than it just being constant rain of the wetlands. Okay, so it's not like we're looking over at the tower and there's like, you know, a classic like big cloud and like thunderstrikes going on with it or something. <laughs> not quite, no. One of those weather machines you used to see all the time in cartoons, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with a lot of weather machines when I'm big. <laughs> so yeah, anything you're doing along the way? Any preparations? Um, I guess like just keeping an eye out for like a good way to get to the tower, like with the, tra- with the, tra- like, with the carriages maybe, because like we want them really nearby, don't we? So in case Darby wants to like take some stuff. <laughs> mm. Everything that's not nailed down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess... Um... See, is this there... is your big reward. This is his big reward for doing what we've been asking him to do for the last little while. <laughs> is there, I guess, is there anything I would know about Clockhill Tower uh, for maybe, like, um, just in the past, just from my passive, like, reading of history? Oh, yeah, with the schematics we got, too. Oh, that's those. true. Yeah, definitely. Look over the schematics, see what we can find out. Mm. Um, no, but you, you got quite rudimentary drawings that weren't quite blue, blue, blueprints, but... Um, well, you know, they're not nothing. <laughs> not nothing, no, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, you can give me a history check. Sure. Ivar. Okay, that's uh, rolled a 16 with my history, that is 22. Ooh, big nice. rolls. Um, yeah, what well, a 22. Clock Hill Tower is known um, as quite a landmark in, in the wetlands. Uh, so you've learned kind of ready before. I'll just kind of summarize for for you all again. Um, the it's seen as a good omen for for travelers traveling from Gismbrook to Prosperity and vice versa. It has a large clock um, on a large tower from the castle. That clock is still operational, even though it is a known silence ruin. And the clock is visible and has told the correct time since it was constructed. It is always the correct time, and it always shows that it offers that good omen to, to travelers along the way. Um, to what is believed and what is, I guess, given in um, everyday Dumeria history books about Clock Hill Tower and Clock Hill Castle um, is that it was of gnomish design, pre-silence. Um, it is quite a simple um, structure. Um, it its name clock hill castle is more of a grandiose um a grandiose title of it it is not lavish and it doesn't hold any royalty in it um gnomes are just liking of alliteration sometimes um its primary use was 
a center of invention, of creation, of harnessing rain and water power um, to create automatons, to create different um, different structures and engineering feats of brilliance. Um, this was further backed up by when you were talking to Anthony Kirja that said that a lot of their water collection systems were helped designed by the gnomes of Clockhill Castle. Um, so that's kind of what you know thus far. Uh, like, okay, I know we want to go in here and take a well. I know Darby wants to come in here and go and take a load of stuff. But like, I think we should probably leave the clock bit like, alone. Maybe like, or just look at it and like maybe do it that way. Because like, you know, if someone notices the clock just suddenly stops after. 800 and whatever years, I think, you know, it might cause a little bit of a kerfuffle. I agree. Um, cool. I guess, I guess, like, we can, like, play it up as we'll, we'll stay, and who knows, we might find some stuff that's more interesting than the clock itself. Yeah, also, like, just because, you know, he doesn't have to take it, he can, like, always copy the design or whatever, right? He must be able to do that. Yeah. Or make, probably make you do it, Stefan, what do you think? Uh, I'd imagine so, but as long as we give them enough time to maybe take down some schematics, it should be fine. Yeah, like we just yeah, we definitely just don't want to destroy it, right? We're we're probably gonna try and preserve as much as we can. Oh, well, I I don't think he'll want to destroy it either. In fairness, perhaps. no, 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 like not like fully destroy, but you know what I mean. Like I just we should be careful about what we do actually take. I know we want to like definitely take some stuff, but like you know, probably not. Of course, sure. like apparatus yes, that works yeah. the clock. All within reason, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do agree with you. You know, if there's like duplicates or whatever, go to town, I say, you know? Hmm. Could you imagine we, 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 we go in there and we find a massive safe with replacement clocks and the whole <laughs> idea was the, the automatons are replacing the entire mechanism every time there's a single fault. Could you imagine? That'd be a lot. It well, would like, be, you know, they seem to be Keeping it perfect, so I don't know. Could be strange things. That's true. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited, kind of. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you're building this assignment and, and talking to each other about what you know about Clock Hill Castle and combining your, your knowledge and what you've learned so far, you now see it in the distance. Again, the overcast day and the gentle rain obscured it until you were quite close, but you now see it visibly just slightly further up the hill. You see the clock working away. You read the time. It is still reading the correct time. You can hear a gentle click every minute as you get closer as the hand moves to another position. Um, as we get closer, can Gwen go out the back? I'm assuming we're the second carriage of the two and Darby's in front because he cannot <laughs> cannot wait. Yeah, probably. <laughs> cool. Can I, as we're going along from the back through like the maybe the back window of the carriage or something, do a like mold earth on any like mud or tracks that we might be creating and like just smooth it out to make it look like no one's like turned off towards the clock hill tower? Ooh, yes. That sounds good. Um Give me an art. Says I can do it at will. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I'd say that like it is a cantrip, um, but very useful in this instance. I'm going to say give me an arcana check just to see how kind of well um, you're going to you're going to succeed. But you know cool. how well will you succeed? Right. Okay, arcana. Yeah. 
Uh, 22, 15 plus 7. Oh, yeah, no problem. You are like, you're able to remove your tracks very, very easily. You're able to mold the mud and the um, earth um, as you're making your way across to make it even look like the little pools of water that were there before are right back where they were meant to be. Um, it looks like um, nobody has turned off for the tower at all. Um, now, with the help of that mold earth, um, I was going to get you to do some sort of either stealthy or deception or something to try and bring two whole carriages off the thing. But I think with the mold earth, um, that succeeds. And you're able to hey. you're able to to get off the road and get around to Clock Hill Castle. Um, the tower with the clock is kind of one of the only visible parts of the of the place from the road as there's kind of like rocky outcroppings and overbrush with many of the areas around around this place um that kind of block the rest of it so you are quickly able to get in behind and get in front of the castle and use that overgrown brush to hide yourselves and then the mold earth covers your tracks love it so now you've made it darby how are you feeling Jarvie's very excited, but he's he's holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't want to show too much, you know. Um, but nevertheless, he does leap out of the carriage very quickly, barely closes the door, kind of maybe just boots it with his butt just to close it. <laughs> and un, very uncharacteristically, he runs up to the other carriage and actually opens the door for everyone. Gwen doesn't say anything. She just gets out and doesn't want to. You know what I mean? This is his time. It's like you know when you ring someone somewhere and you're just like, nah, they can do whatever they want. They can enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now here we are, exactly what we set out for in the first place. After we got waylaid at that spire, is oh, everyone yeah. excited? You know, the spire was like very important, and we just saved a lot of people. But you know, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're here for you. You know, you're gonna have a nice time, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Stefan, you emptied your pockets like I directed. Emptied my pockets? Yeah, we need as much space as possible. Uh, oh, oh, I'm at the ready to do that as needed. <clears throat> okay, Darby, I, you know, I don't do this normally for you, but like, I have done this oh, specifically for you've, you. You've, you've got a spell that can, like, make a super magic bag that we can put lots of stuff in, and you've been holding out on me. It's very close, but it's not quite a bag, more of like a disc. And it can carry lots of heavy shit. So like you can put some disc. some good stuff on it. So like it'll um uh it'll carry like five hundred pounds, so that's like pretty decent, you know, not break Stefan's back. Hmm. Um, yes, that would be that would be quite uh, useful, perhaps. Oh yeah, so just um, not over five hundred. And we'll probably either, have to do more, more we are not getting away either. Uh, would you go big? You can carry more stuff, right? <laughs> oh my sure, I can, I can. But, um, well, it lasts, it can last between, I, I believe, like a minute, depending on which I use. Um, enlarge, reduce, I think, lasts, uh, let me check, actually. Oh, it lasts, uh, yeah, another one minute. So everything I have lasts about a minute. That's the only downside. That's a bit regrettable. We don't want you to get crushed, do we? It, it's more of a, it's more of a me. I, I can use this, say, to kind of do initial lifting. Like, say, if we had a heavy door that needed to be left kept open, or maybe something big that needed to be taken out of a building, so we can actually start hoisting it and onto one of the, you know. Mm. 
Well, uh, let's carriages. just let's just take a good look around first, and then like pick out what we think we'd like to maybe take, and then like we can like you know strategically like you know use absolutely wisely maybe because you know it also was very important he gets big so that he can you know defend himself as well. It's like a part of this whole thing. Yes, hmm. there could be nasties. Yeah, yeah. This is also kind of a good opportunity to kind of uh, maybe formalize some of our process for extraction so maybe we can kind Ooh, of make it true yeah Ooh, make... i was thinking you know the way like every other department has like a name that's like you know well you know i know dense doesn't use dense but like it is dense obviously uh-huh uh-huh i was thinking for us we could like you know use something like like delve hmm. you know it's like kind of what we're doing we're like delving into things and i've got like letters for words for it stefan what do you think you know you're the, you're the department man can I run it by you? I, 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 yeah, go for it. Okay, so it's Department of Exploration, Law, and Valuable Examination. Oh, I do like it. It's mm. to the point, covers all our bases so far. I thought so. And, you know, I did have extraction, but then I thought that was a bit like, you know, a bit like too steely grabby. You know, I want it to be like, oh, yeah, we're only looking. And then we're obviously taking stuff. So, yeah. That's almost quite clever. Hmm. I'll we didn't take anything from take... the spire. <laughs> we don't always steal. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, valuable yeah. valuable knowledge. Actually, we gave back, really, didn't we? We gave back to the world there, I think. <laughs> we, we we did a valuable bit of community service. Yeah. Yes. A yes. community was serviced in a nice, positive yeah. This way. was a video game. Your karmic balance would move more towards center after that. Yes. What do you mean center? We're obviously on the light side. Well, no, no, no. More towards center. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I want to know what our ticker is on. <laughs> um, oh, because of all the stuff we did in the first place, right? Um, You've done some good things, you know. You know, we've done lots yeah. of good things. <laughs> Save werewolf people. Uh, fought against an evil bad Emma person. Yeah, hey, absolutely. So yes, you Darby preps you in the front of this castle. Um, but now that you're here and you look around, it actually doesn't actually look like a castle. It must just be called that for, again, alliterative purposes. What you see directly in front of you is that large tower that houses the clock still ticking. And now that you're here, you can nearly feel the reverberations of every tick. The large tower extends down to the floor where there is an arched um, entryway. And around that is almost is a quadrangle of stone and metal. And you can see now that, so Dave, you are kind of right. There isn't quite those classical cartoonish weather machines, but you see a lot of funneling and a lot of guttering that is collecting <laughs> and filtering water that is collecting all on the roofs and being filtered and funneled further inside into this courtyard of this quadrangle. The archway under the tower has doors, but they are open. Okay. You can see on the outside, where close to where you're positioned and your um, carts are parked, that though it is a little bit more ranked and hasn't been maintained quite like the rest of this place, you can see the remnants of what would have been kind of a stables or a trading or a kind of a commerce area. Um, uh, that would kind of supply whoever was coming here for whatever goods and services. See, that's what you see. So, 
sorry like just to get it straight in my head does that little bit like this commercy bit look like it hasn't been tended to but like all of the gutters and like all of the stuff let's say to make you know the actual mechanics work looks like in tip top is, is there like a difference between the two would gwen notice all of you notice absolutely um any anything yeah. that is outside the quadrangle boundaries hasn't been maintained everything that is inside the quadrangle boundaries quadrangle um is and very very good okay it's sweet. like so like yeah it's exactly as they said like it's it's kept pristine it has been yeah it has somehow stayed pristine darby Any with your around um not that you can see at the moment with the robots dwarven word okay. robot um darby yeah. even with your keen <laughs> inventor's eye you can see that all of this stuff to the naked eye looks um new to you you can tell that it isn't new is repaired very well repaired still like something or someone has been working on it keep it actively maintained okay i tell the group that um just looking at the um you know all their connections and things it's not an original piece it's been altered through time like this is a different age to that and that's a different age to that so i guess there's some sort of repair structure going on okay but like it's like all pretty seamless still so like it's quite high level repair well mm. yes that's a different part that's a different from a different time as well and Okay. I wonder where are they getting the materials to maintain it? Everyone give That's me perception checks. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, perception. Perception. Eight. <laughs> Rain's getting in your 17. eyes. Mm. Also, oh, nice. Rain's also in your eyes. Nice. Six. Oh, rain and mud <laughs> is in your eyes. <laughs> rain, friends. <laughs> Jeremy, did I hear you said you got a 17 or something? Uh, yeah. 17, okay. For you see, this makes sense. The dice are telling a story. It's excellent. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the dice are, yeah. We're all like, yeah, we're here for Darby. It's fine. <laughs> so as, you, as you're carrying your scrutinous eye over this place, um, you know, you have that bit of, you know, excitement and inquisitiveness as well. And, and now that you're learning more and more, the more and more you look, you can see just faintly in the far, far corner of, of the courtyard or the quadrangle, you can actually see smoke. And it's very clear to you that this is forge fire smoke. I think there may be a foundry. Oh, okay. All right. Should we, like, I don't know, throw a stick or a stone in on the quadrangle and see if like, a little robot like appears and like tries to scuttle it away or something? Might be a bit aggressive if we hit someone, right? Well, I don't want to hit anything. I just want to, like, you know, how, like, you know, on top of it, are they on, on top of it? Like, is it like it needs to be perfect, or like, is it just like, you know, if anything is broken, oh, I get notice, you. you know? Where's Ramsey? I've got a glaive on me. I could just poke my 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 glaive across a surface, scratch it up. Yeah, I suppose. I thought you were gonna just throw the glaive, and I was like, that's not that's not good. And also, no, Ramsey in. <laughs> oh, there he is. Huh? And he, uh -huh. with his hind leg, he kicks some mud up on your trousers. Hey. 
Okay, I, cool. I, I scotch Ramsey to my other side away from <laughs> Darby. <laughs> uh, uh, under his breath, Darby goes, I pay for your feet. Indirectly. Indirectly. No, Ramsey's on the payroll. <laughs> Darby might not know it, but Ramsey's on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's a great idea. Um, I think throwing in Galev is an act of war. No, no, not throwing oh, uh, in Galev. Oh, not throwing, yeah, but I'm going to scratch yeah. the surface. Scritchy, scritch. Yeah. I mean, un- unless you have any objections to me doing such a thing. I kind of do. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like a, a, you know, like a surface blemish. It won't like, do anything, I don't think. Um, imagine if we found like a super amazing spell book. Yeah. Uh huh. And I wanted to like jab a pen of ink into it just to see what it would do. Mm. Would you like that? Well, uh, if you were just like scratching something in the margin, that'd be probably fine. But like, I get what you're trying to say. Uh, you know, nice. Thank you for like trying to, you know, bring it somewhere uh, on my level. But um, if you if you really it's don't want us to, level, that's fine. That's where I had to go on your level. I'm just gonna take it's... it as a nice thing that I thought it was. So just yeah, I'm not gonna let you muddy it. Okay, okay. How about I just... I have a bunch of sheaths on me. How about I just leave a sheaf on the floor? Like, what would happen? What's a sheaf? Like, you know, for a sword. Like a short sword. Oh, sorry. I thought, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So have you made your way Uh, into the courtyard yet? Or are you still kind of sizing it up from the outside? I feel like we're at the gateway. I don't feel like we're in yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah standing on the... On... All we've got so far is... Ooh, if you looking know what? at my former the... document, it's like we, we just go left. That's all we've decided. <laughs> yeah, so left far. is, yeah, left. <laughs> yeah. I've made the sheath in, in on top of the thing. And then, not a bad idea. And then that way, yeah. Darby, um... we're not scratching nothing, and also we're putting a thing on a thing just to see if anything happens. Mm-hmm. I am also going to just cast Invisibility. Sweet. It's always good. Okay. And all of us, or? Uh, uh, I wish I could. Uh, just on myself. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> this is his personal, okay. personal one, yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah. Uh, can I... Oh, no, I could... Tech... I could. I can technically cast it on the fruiter people. Okay. Well, I... well I... that would break concentration. I can cast it on myself or someone else now with the uh, Jewel of Free Prayers. Oh, fun. I... Well, I... I can do it on three of us if we're really stuck, but like I think we should try. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just. But uh, since I have charges, I can at least use it on myself right now, and just, you know, it doesn't matter so much yeah, at sweet. the moment if I'm using it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Is it okay for Mage Angel thing over then, Darby? Are you alright with that plan? No scratching, just slap placement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, can I Mage Hand that? It's not. Is it more than whatever poundage? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I think it's ten pounds for the yeah. mage hand. Yeah, it's just, it's leather. Um, so yeah, you yeah, you, I was gonna say a leather one. You mage hand this in through the archway into the courtyard. As you're kind of looking through the arch into the courtyard, the courtyard itself seems in pretty good condition. Uh, rain is falling. Um, it's pitter pattering, making a nice kind of sound against the stone and metallic floor. Um, you do see kind of um, it broken up into different sections. You can't see all the way through into the courtyard, but the first portion that you mm-hmm. see 
um, seems to be quite quite empty for now. So you mage hand in the sheath, leave the sheath down in the courtyard, pull back your mage hand with a 30 feet away from you. Yep. Pull back your mage hand and wait. You wait probably not quite a full minute before you see a tiny little multi-legged automaton walk up to the sheath, kind of position its body in a way to kind of almost look down at it, almost tilting itself down, looking at the sheath. And then lifting one hand and like scratching the side of itself. And then with the other hand, picks up the sheath and turns on its heels and walks back in the direction again. Can I try? Is It's like small, is it? It's like a teeny thing. Yeah, it's about three foot. Oh, I can't mage hand that, can I? No. No, it's not okay, that small, no. <laughs> I thought you meant like a little spider type thing or something. No, no, it's, a, it's about <laughs> the size of a, you know, of like a five-year-old. Okay. Um, um, uh, Ivar, do you want me to like tug a war with it? Or like, are you okay with the sheath being gone? I guess. We'll get I... Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we'll probably figure out where this is taking it. Um, I don't mind following it myself since I'm invisible. If you if you want me to go ahead. Well, yeah, we I can bring th the three of us with us. I can't bring um, everyone though. I look, yes, that's fine. I look that's at, I, I look at Ramsey. <laughs> I'll 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 go on ahead on my own, and uh, I'll be back in just a moment. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just kind of do an, some initial scouting. Cool. I'll keep in. If I'll, like. I'll message with you so that like we can, you know, what I mean, you can shout if anything goes wrong. Just like, every you know, 20, 30 seconds or something. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm and I'm gonna go after that uh, little robot. Robot. Give me a stealth check. All right. Let's see how that goes. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> uh, well, I'm invisible, but oh wait, no, I am invisible, so I have. Do you have advantage or disadvantage rolling? I yeah, I, I completely forgot which dice I was rolling for disadvantage and advantages. Sorry, I yeah. I don't have a disadvantage. I yeah, I'll I'll just roll one dice. Yeah, flat. There we go. Okay, yeah. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Thirteen seems fine. Um, <clears throat> again, the pitter patter of the rain hitting the hitting the stone and the metal kind of muffles your own heavy booted um, uh, feet as you make your way into this first section of the courtyard. So this first section of the courtyard, if you can imagine almost going in through the arch about 10 feet and now you're into the courtyard and ahead of you about another 10 feet, 15 feet is just kind of a wall that goes across most of the length of the courtyard now that you can look left and look right. As you look left and right, you can see that it looks quite classical um, in its construction of having kind of arches and buttresses that open the kind of roofed areas of the courtyard out into the open area of the courtyard. You can make your way following to the right, the direction that the little automaton came from. And you make your way to the end of this partition wall and you turn now left um, to look into the full area of the car courtyard. And you can see the little automaton running along, still along the in the exposed area of the courtyard, running along the right-hand side towards that forge you can see in the corner. Um, and as they get to the end, they leave the sheaths down on a pile of what looks like some sort of kindling. And they continue to just move away 
to the left and go beyond out of sight for a minute. But what else you can see in the courtyard at this moment is you can see it is a little bit more ramshackled than what you've seen so far. The outside and all of the um, rain collecting devices that up on the roofs and the walls are coming down and you can see that they're powering these ears and these almost mills um, all the way along the courtyard and all of that looks well but the center of the courtyard doesn't look as well as the rest you can see two you can see three extra automatons here you can see two kind of snake like large wow. automatons that seem to be patrolling they both of them are mm. um you coming from kind of a you know a militaristic background as well in 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 your family and stuff you would have learned a little bit about this they're both kind of keeping at the exact same pace and the exact opposite sides to each other so as one reaches the corner the other one reaches the exact diagonal opposite corner and they're patrolling around in a square in the center of them you can see kind of just a pile of mismatched pieces of metal and gears and cogs, um, pun intended, um, <clears throat> kind of just mm -hmm. like a scrap pile. Like you can see just everything else seems to be clean and pristine and well-maintained. And then what hasn't been maintained has just been thrown into this pile. Okay, okay. Interesting. And so there's a two snakes and a little spider. And was it just those three, or was there another one? Um. So yeah, I I did say third, but uh, what I meant is that there was two, two things, and then and three okay. things of interest rather. Um. There was the oh, two okay. spiders and the big the big lump in the center. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um. When will message? Uh, Ivar, um, <clears throat> Rune Reader, this is uh, Page Turner. Over. Uh, all good here. Um, found Forge, planning on they're planning on the little thing. It seems to be planning to use the sheaf as kindling, and two sp uh, snake-like uh, robots here acting as guards. Good stuff, Rune Reader. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'll pass that on to the lads. Snakes. Y yeah, like snake bots. Serp bots. Snakes are usually bad, aren't they? Uh, well, yeah, it, it, yeah. They, they seem. I think they're bigger as well. Oh. Okey doke. And I just take out brass rain and just load it all. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. Uh, I guess I'm not gonna try getting too close to the snakes, but I'm just gonna have a. A, a gander around them just to see, like, you know, w what do I reckon they can do? What do I reckon they'll be capable of? And how how dangerous? Any any particularly weak joints? That's mm. perfect. Sure. Give me an investigation check. Is everybody else making their way Ooh. in? Um, I don't. Not just yet. Maybe. Maybe just. Well, probably waiting for. Me. Yeah, wait for Ivor to do his thing. I got a twenty-two. Nice. Yeah, with a twenty-two, you're able to tell quite, um, quite quickly what's 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 going on here. You can tell the these snake automatons are act as kind of guards or sentries. Um, 
their kind of snake-like bodies are made up of these intertwining mechanical joints that seem very nimble. So you think that they're probably pretty quick and probably pretty strong. They might, they can probably constrict. You can also see uh, for the snake's kind of head, they almost have this kind of cobra-like, I suppose, appendage around its head that kind of curves up. Um, and you can tell that this kind of curved appendage is collecting water and that water is filtering through the automaton's body and like basically generating kinetic energy for it to move. Um, you can tell the floor in this, especially from walking in, the floor is incredibly slippery by design. It is, mm. well, 22, you can tell that it's, it's used as kind of a pseudo defense mechanism in a way so that things that aren't familiar or things that aren't constructed here Ha, will have a tougher time moving across it at speed. Uh, the rain that's filtering down um, just naturally um, is also causing quite like a light obscuration. So there's it's hard to make out details, you know, longer than 30 feet away. This courtyard is about 60 feet by 60 feet. So you can just make out the details of the shapes moving across on the other side of the courtyard. But you can't tell. You can just make out the vague details, but you can't tell the the, the nitty-gritty um with a 22 as well you can see ever so slightly in this pile of scrap there is actively moving cogs oh oh interesting interesting so perhaps the cogs are the mechanism that push the metal in or perhaps there's something dangerous inside the pile of scrap Interesting. You can see now as you're looking around that little that little multi-legged um, automaton that stole your sheath um, comes back um, with some more scrap metal from somewhere and then goes to the forge and starts to work it into um, into a different shape. Um, start to, you know, you can tell there's some small hammering, a small hammer appendage comes out and it starts to hammer this piece of molten metal into maybe a funnel, maybe a tube. You're not sure. <clears throat> uh, page 10 is a rune reader. Over. Hey, yo, um, rune reader here. <laughs> I'm doing doing well, just examining the uh, snakes a bit. Found something moving in the pile of scrap. The snakes seem quite nimble, and this whole area seems quite uh, like designed to slow us down so that's one thing to be kind of uh, aware of i think because of that i might just stick around here while i'm up close and they haven't noticed me yet um yeah besides that um the tiny one has come back and it's uh working the forge it seems to have made a replacement part and uh, or at least in the process of making a replacement part Okay, uh, over. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I'll pass that information back to the guys and say that, like, you know, it doesn't seem like super dangerous, but it also doesn't seem like super safe. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of, um, yeah, that there's dangers, but like, we could be able to maybe sneak around. Like, and I can, I can yeah, I, I can cast invisibility on us, all right? Like, I can get all three of us, but Ramsey won't be able to come, Stefan, sadly. Um, 
Well, I suppose if the danger is too great, we don't want to put our asset at risk. So yeah. yes, that makes sense. Also, it would mean like one of us is like fully invisible. So like I don't want it to be you or me or Ramsey even, because then that'd be like a prime target. And you know, snakes and rams, I don't know, they probably don't get on well together. Do you think they attack any animal that enters? Ooh. Maybe not, but also I don't want to risk no, 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 I, I agree. It was just a thought. But yeah, no. no, no, we've determined the risk isn't too high, so we'll head in. You could just like wander in like yeah. nonchalantly and then run away if they did go for him, but that's probably very risky. I don't know. I don't like that, really. Uh, no, I'd, I'd prefer you or I to do that before I do let Ramsey yeah, do it. Perfect, so. perfect. Well, yeah, uh-huh. do, like, what do you think? Do you think we should go in and follow um, Ivar? Like, I can make us invisible now. Like, it's my big, a big spell of mine, but like, I, can, I think it's worth it. Well, uh, Maybe you should hang on to it. Well, it lasts for an hour. It's, it's not. Thing. It's not the worst. But if it's your big thing, well, like, it's, I mean, you know, I have other big things as well. It's just this one is like, you know. Where do you think the actual entrance is? We're at the entrance. No, no. Exactly. Well, to get actually into the tower. Oh, actually, that's a good question. Yeah. What? How is? Yeah. How is this inside? Is there like another doorway into the tower, kind of separately, or does that look like not? So the courtyard, so as you're, as you're looking in through, um, it is just a solid um, stone arch for 10 feet from where you're standing into the courtyard where you can see rain again. So however, to get up to the clock tower, um, it's not in the archway. It must be around the other side. Okay, cool. So we would have to go in deeper to get to it, basically. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, like, um, I don't mind. Like, like Darby, like it's you know it's big, but I think it's really important for us to be able to sneak around easily and not like upset anything if we don't need to. So I'm happy to do it. That's true, but if we do have to blast them, it means we get to keep them. Yeah, like we should, we can, uh, we can definitely blast stuff. Or like maybe there's some broken down ones somewhere we could just pick up or something. You know, we can always throw stuff over the wall, maybe as well. You know, like yeah, it, that... it might be. Good to keep the actual security system as active as possible for the future. Sure. Yeah, like, so we can just keep, yeah, try and, like, this could be just fully recon. We can always, like, you know, make a game plan and then, like, come back or, like, try and scale over the wall or whatever, you know, like, you know, th- just go in quiet now so there's not, like, any alerts. I think it's good. Okay, let's do okay, it. Okay, cool. I'm going to send a message to Ivar and be like, oh, we're going to come in now and follow you. Um, hold, hold tight. Uh, Roger. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rune Rudolph. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I'm going to cast a yeah, fourth level invisibility so it gets um, two, plus two targets, right? So that's all three of us. Yes, and fourth level, yeah. Sweet. So yeah, um, my, I whip out my three pieces of paper and then they kind of just fall over us and then we kind of invisibility affy. Great, yeah. And then you make your way and in. And I mess it up. Yeah, I messed Ramsey and go, I'm very sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah. He, st- he um, knowing instantly his now role, he stands in five feet out of the rain, turns around and stomps his hooves and looks sentinelly out. Oh, what an absolute oh, legend. <laughs> and you want to send him in? Well, I didn't want to. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so do you want us to make stealth checks, or is it kind of yeah, okay because we're yeah. invisible, or what are you feeling? Yeah, cool. With oh. advantage, yeah? Yes, with advantage. I don't think any of you are wearing heavy armor, no. It's just Ivar. No. Yes. Nope. Stealth with advantage. Um, how did you do, guys? 
I don't really got 19. Okay. I got a 9. <laughs> Stealth with advantage. Uh, there we go. Oh, uh, I got an 8. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. No, sorry. That 3 was an 8, so I actually got okay. a 9. Uh, Two, two nines and a 19. Great. Um, okay, so as you're moving your way in, following kind of the same way you saw this, uh, the little the little um, legged automaton go, you can now see kind of as I described for Ivar, you see this kind of, you know, partition wall that, you know, must go around into the main corridor area. You do, you make your way around, as you see now left of you, you see the snake cobras. Um, uh, you see the snake cobras uh, patrolling. You see this hunk of scrap in the middle. You can hear now the forge going in the corner. And you can see a kind of a low ember again. It's kind of lightly obscured that far away. But you can see a low ember and some smoke climbing out. Um, as you're making your way around, though, um, Darby, nimble as ever, you make your way around. You see, obviously, you can't see where Ivar is. He's somewhere investigating in the center. Uh, Darby, you make your way around. You can see the patrolling cobras. You can are looking around with wonder, but still are able to keep it nice and quiet. How do Stefan and Gwen make noise? I feel like a classic bump into each other when we both rolled nines, right? I think that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think Stefan's looking back to check on Ramsey and accidentally walks into Gwen. Or like we both do it at the same time and don't realize and then just like kind of hit each other's like breastplates or something. Or like, you know, something just knocks off something else. <laughs> yeah. Then we just wait for Darby to give out to us. Yeah, like a, a light like. Yeah, they're both kind of looking back and you both are like kind of keeping shoulder to shoulder, kind of almost feeling each other's presence as you move forward because you can't see each other. Um, but you both mm -hmm. look back to um, check on Ramsey, who's doing absolutely perfectly fine. But in that moment, you both kind of very rom-com bang each other as bang each other, haha, bang into each other, <laughs> um, bang into each other and cause a small clatter. And you both kind of stumble back. One of you stumbles into the partition wall, and a part of that is metal. And metal connects to metal. Your weapons, your armor, thinks off it, and it reverberates. And you can tell now that, again, it's a design. Any noise that is made is able to travel and reverberate through to notify anybody in here that the noise was made. Can Gwen do something quickly? How quickly? <laughs> can she pick up a, is there like anything on the ground like any scraps of metal or a rock or anything um there is no in this area there wouldn't be any scraps everything would be tidied away um but anything okay, that you would you... do would have to be done now in initiative fuck you made noise you failed the stealth check i'm sorry we're still invisible you're still, like, we're not, like, you're still invisible yeah but you the hearing is another sense uh, yeah, but you know, there's every chance they're actually friendly. Darby and oh. Darby and Ivar, you see now, <laughs> you hear this noise as well, and you can see the two cobras mm -hmm. instantly lock to your direction, where that noise originated from. They know where it originated from. Okay, buddy, what's okay. your initiative? That was not twenty for me. That was what the O was about. Plus two. Maybe I'll get to act first. Maybe after we'll all get again. to do your vids. Mm -hmm. 
But I said it. I said whatever you get to do is going to happen in initiative. So the dice are deciding. And the dice answered. They answered. Um, what's everybody else's initiative? Uh, uh, 10 for Stefan. 14. Sorry, we said there at the same time. Ivar, 14. RB. Yep. 13. Yeah, 13 for me. Sorry about that. It's all right. It, that's actually a very bad roll. Because <laughs> I've that quick, quick draw thing now that's like my proficiency to my Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, wow. So, like, I rolled very low for you that, did. even. But hey, these mm. things happen. What was Stefan's again, sorry? I mean, the other uh, two's had um, advantage on stealth and both rolled nines, so these can, things can happen. Um, Gwen, we're first to act. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, uh, rock, anything. Or even if I don't have a rock, I'll just, like, throw some of my own shit. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, where are you throwing it? Uh, I want to throw it like, so like if the courtyard is here and we're at the entrance and I know the guys are kind of maybe a little bit in front of me, I want to like throw it like to the far like right corner, like and try and hit it against the wall so that it's like another reverberation echoes from there to make them think it happen happened. Some, we've moved over there basically. Okay. Okay. Um, what kind of check will I make this? I know, I'll let you decide. Throw. Are you going? Is it a? Is it going to be a precision check with the with your throwing, or do you want to roll something like a deception check? It would either be a um, an attack based on dexterity or a or just this deception check. I don't know. I think she's, yeah. I think she's just like reacting and just like literally throwing this rock. Okay, then I think give me um. Give, like a rock or whatever. Throw it, yeah. yeah. Give me a an attack with dexterity, as if you're you know throwing a dagger. Okay. Well, no, I get more for just right for daggers because they're magical. I think plus it's not plus six. It can't be. What? So your <clears throat> your your dex would be five. So like your dex and initiative, your dex right? And and, uh, dex and proficiency. Yeah. Oh, so it would be five. So pl 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 two pl two plus three. Yep. Yeah. Oh great. Okay, that sounds bad. Okay, so plus five. Ooh, and it's a 15, so 15 plus 5, 20, 30, 20. Excellent, yeah. So you are able to make a sucking noise over in the opposite corner to where you entered. And it starts that reverberation again. You hit another spot on the wall, um, similarly to where you bumped into, and it creates a second reverberation. You can see now that the two... Uh, the two kind of sentinel cobras one of them who was quite close to you is going to continue to move in that direction towards you the one other one that was in the opposite position to that guy is going to head in the other direction so you've split them up for now okay and would you say that's my full action to throw that that's an action yeah cool uh then i will guess i will use my maybe can i use like half my movement like as in i will only move 15 feet to like delicately move like around and towards maybe the forge where the little thing is. Sure. Like 15 yeah. feet. I think, well, yeah. So it's about 60 feet down the courtyard and you were kind of just um, as you were about to like enter into the courtyard proper is where you kind of made the noise. So you're able to make it 15 feet down along by the archways towards the forge. Cool. So yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. Around. Yeah. If they're sitting around in a certain direction, then I'll like try and be at their back and just circle along with them, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you can do. Yeah. So one is kind of coming. So they, they go in a anti-clockwise direction. Um, so one is kind of coming from the left. So you were on, say, the. Um, 
So you are on the bottom right-hand corner as you enter. Top right-hand corner is the forge. The center of it is where the big scrap heap is. So the two um, opposite sides are where the cobras are. One of them is on the very south point of, of the of the courtyard kind of coming towards you in its natural progression into that corner. The other one is making its way around its anti-clockwards direction into the bottom left corner where you made the noise. Okay. So you want to kind of skirt up along the right up to get to the the um, forge. And um, you can see yes, as you're I making so. your way, um, as the noise has been made, the little legged automaton stops what they're doing and starts to scutter away into hiding okay cool okay that's your go Gwen. Yep. <laughs> um next on the initiative is one of my guys my guys so um and also Gwen, good thing you did move slowly because you can feel the slipperiness of it if you attempt to move any faster you think you may have potentially come into difficulty um okay sweet good turn so <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Ivar, you were correct in seeing cogs moving in the center scrap heap. Because now you can see that the whole center scrap heap is moving. It, uh, it starts oh dear. to rattle and shake and kind of pseudo appendages start to like unfurl out, um, almost like an armadillo coming out of its shell of scrap and metal and gears and it comes up now to its full size about eight nine feet kind of like a mecha version of enlarged ivar at the moment but kind of almost alien and broken up and none of its features and appendages and limbs and pieces look like they are designed that way it almost looks like an amalgamation of many different designs somehow into a kind of abomination of clockwork. Oh, okay. Uh, it... uh, I don't I almost want to spend an afternoon pulling it apart with Darby. <laughs> <laughs> see I, I clock mech. See I'm I'm now pandering to the real player Dave Sherwin who loves mech stuff. <laughs> and also yeah. to Darby Gladry Flashker who loves clockwork stuff. <laughs> um so they come up to their full height but they're not able to see what is going on because you're all invisible so it is it's not very um, perceptive um, yeah okay this is what I'm going to do so you can see now inside the inside the center of it now that has and it has stood up and part that would have been covered almost by its shell or its cocoon as it was resting, if you want to call it that. You can see now an almost small version of a forge in the center of its chest light up and flames start to travel up along the pipes and gears up through its throat and to what looks like a maw now as it opens and it extends out this flamethrower of breath in the corner that you all are. It is just actually, as you made two noises, I'm going to leave this to Faith where the breath goes. So, odds. No, so one to. How do we do this? One to 10 comes for you, 11 to 20, it goes in the opposite direction. Who wants to roll the dice for me? 
Silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we can give this to Darby, right? It's it's the clockwork episode. Yeah, it's a clockwork thing. It's Darby's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. D20. D20? Just tell me the number on the dice. Okay. It is a 14. 14 is enough. Um, so it trying to pick between these two sources of um, words, Gary, two sources of noises that were created, one genuinely by a bad stealth check, the other by a little bit of deception. It looks to the opposite corner to where you are at the last second, and you see this flamethrower breath go into that corner. None of you are affected. <laughs> but even in the damp and the cold, you can feel the kind of almost propane aspect of that flame and that heat hit you. Um, so you're very glad to not be in it. Yep. Okay, okay. Ivar Ironclad, that brings us to you. Right then. I, I think I know I think I know what I should focus on right now. Um yeah, um, I'm gonna bonus action get big. Yes, and I'm going to go take out the old. Um, uh, I'm taking out the old uh, like big uh, two-handed sword. Oh, we're okay. We're going um, for... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I feel like that's a that's a fire-breathing thing, and I, I feel like like Ivor knows that things have been done to kind of try and get around it. I don't think this is going to be working, and I think we have to take an, an uh, take the element of surprise while we have it right now. Oh, you do you, baby. I think it's you know it's it's all good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going for um, the big bonk here. Yes, big bonk. Yeah, and we'll see. So let's see. So I'll roll the two d20s since this is with advantage with the invisibility. Oh, one off from a 20. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that's a, a 19 plus my... Um, uh, yeah, 19 plus 8. So 27. 27. That definitely hits, yes. So as you come out of invisible in your enlarged form, you strike down and hit this creature? <laughs> I know it's a construct, at least. <laughs> this target, let's say. Yeah. Okay, so that's a the two d six. That's a nine, plus another d six. Is it another d six from? It's been a while since I've. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so plus two. Once a turn, yeah. you get to add a d six, isn't it? Uh, I think it's on all my attacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's right. So that was five. Another two. That's seven plus my actual damage mod. Another five. So that's an eleven from that first hit swing. Eleven. Excellent. Do you not say it was nine plus eleven? Should that not be twenty? No. What am I getting confused? Oh, did I say nine earlier? Yeah. So you got nine from your two d six, and then what did you roll on your third d six? Oh, I I rolled a two. Okay, so that brings so up to if that was sorry, that's uh that brings up to eleven uh, plus five, that's uh, a sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so five more damage. Perfect. Ouchies. Just we'll, we'll... massive dwarf just coming out of invisibility and just like cleaving into this figure. <laughs> yeah. So now it looks, it... it's like Maw moves now towards you and it, it, you somehow know, you feel that it feels that damn, I picked the wrong direction. It has that very high <laughs> level cerebral. Damn. Damn right. it. Uh... 
I can I can almost practically hear its clockwork brain. Mm. And uh, let's see here. Uh, nine plus eight, that's uh, 17. 17 hit. For the second hit. Yeah. Nice. Six. Uh, 10, 15 damage that time. Ooh, ouch. 31 hmm. damage in two turns. That is a lot. Yeah, and um, how is it looking, by the way? Does that look was that like a flesh wound for it, or is it looking? Um, it, did it love it? Was it? it, into it? it? I, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose it is made of like scrap, so it's kind of hard to figure out. Kind of hard to figure out. Um, how is it looking? It didn't like it. Um, hmm. parts of its scrap armor and metal have fallen away and clattered to the ground, causing more reverberations. Um, it didn't like it, but it's it's still got a lot of fight in it. Okay, okay. Um, right. I'm gonna immediately kind of run in the direction of where it first tried to blow fire. Okay. And then I am action surging for two more attacks. Oh wow! Okay. All in, baby. Yeah, yeah. So that is sixteen. That's bingo bonk. Yes. Nice. Six plus uh, another three. Uh, nine plus five, uh, 14 damage that time. Ouch. And 17 this time, so that's uh, 25. Yeah, that's going to hit. Uh, seven, 10, 15 again. Yeah, lots more scrap falling away from it, but it's still got a little bit of fight in it. Um, it's still, okay. still, still ready for action. See, I was actually planning initially on trying um, improvised weapon shenanigans with a water skin, but when you mentioned it was oil, <laughs> I was like, hang on, I do not want to stuff water in an oily mouth yeah. that's on fire currently. Yeah, yeah probably best. Yeah. Uh, excellent turn, Ivar. Is that anything else for you? That was your action movement and bonus. Great. Mm -hmm. Now we are on to Darby Glandry Flashgear. Okay, looks like we're doing this. Still <laughs> you, you are still invisible. Like yes, you're both like um, still invisible until like you attack. So like you know that obviously. So you have advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, if I have advantage on it, I might as well just try and sharpshoot her. Okay. Yeah, baby. Um, one sorry, one second, Ivar. What weapon were you attacking with? This was the two-handed sword. So I do not have my shield. Okay. Equipped, my, I'm, at, uh, I'm rolling with uh, 18. Oh, yeah, oh, you're two, two, uh, okay, AC. Perfect. So that's your two-handed greatsword. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, I was going to say that is fine. Okay, sorry, Darby, go on. All right. Uh, okay, uh, so I have advantage on the attack, yeah? Yes. You do have advantage on the so first I attack, will... yeah. Okay, uh, I will sharpshoot her. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Work the mats. That's like, oh, it's a lot. It's like 29-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's big. Oh, 19 plus thing, then minus, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 16 is AC, I think. 24-ish, 25. Yeah, it's AC is 16. So yeah, if, if, you, roll, if you roll above that on your dice, you're, you're sound. Yeah, and that is a 12 damage. 12, ouch. And 10 with, and 10, sorry, 22. 22, okay. <laughs> So yeah, you can see the bullet now traveling um, precisely hits right into the maw of this thing and a part of its jaw starts to break away um, and the kind of bottom half 
of its maw falls to the ground, but it still has that breath weapon behind it. Okay. Um, second attack. Go for it. So this one is not with advantage. Uh, it's not an advantage. No. Um, no, I'm not going to use a grip point. Yeah, I'll just do a regular attack. Okay. That is a 24. That definitely hits, yes. That is a 9 damage. Okay. That bullet a little less effective, but still knocks off another piece of its um, shoddy armor and clatters to the ground. Anything else, Darby? Um, is there any sort of cover at all? Yeah. It's pretty open. It is pretty open, but the kind of... the. As you can imagine, almost like a, a very classical church courtyard that would have, um, that has like archways and like a four foot or three foot high wall that would separate the kind of roofed part that you walk around the courtyard from the courtyard itself. So you can quite easily with maybe 10, 15 movement hop over one of those little walls and crouch behind in the kind of um, covered area. Uh, yeah, so after the invisibility is essentially gone, I'll use cover for fake invisibility. Yeah. Kind of. It's not yeah. quite greater just yet, but one day, guys, maybe. <laughs> um, so you have, you've half covered there, so it adds two to your AC. Okay. Um, great. Next on the initiative is my guys again. Okay. Ooh. So, um... So this clockwork scrap titan thing starts to, as all these pieces start to fall away from it, more and more of its clockwork insides and organs are revealed. Um, and you can see these cogs and gears move. Um, and you can also see, Darby, that there's a dynamo being generated um, quite low down in it. Um, that it is generating quite quickly now and it starts to speed up and electricity starts to flicker off it and lightning starts to crawl down its many-legged appendages and connect with this completely wet, slippery, metallic floor as a oh. surge of electricity pulses out from it. No. I need everybody to make me a constitution saving throw as you feel this electricity come and start to shock you. Shouldn't Darby technically not be in it? Because if he's underneath the roof and behind a little wall... Sure, Darby. I think it would still be wet. So I'm going to have you have it with advantage, Darby, as the, as the, hey, as the effect would trickle out. You gotta ask. <laughs> gotta ask. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all good. <laughs> hey, I was just mentaling it in my head, and I was like, that's, you know. Okay, what, uh, con save, yeah? Con save. Okay, I got a three. Can I use my inspiration on it? You can, yes. Finally. I remembered. What did everybody else get for con saves? Much better. Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, 19. Okay. Uh, sorry, 19. is this effect to avoid being paralyzed or paralyzed or restrained no by any chance <clears throat> okay fair um <laughs> gotta ask yeah roll the nine nine uh i got 15 plus four for 19 yeah okay ivor is only one that is affected by this everybody else passes the con save ivor you feel even in your enlarged form with your heightened constitution you can feel 
being so close to this thing and co close to the source of the shock as it carries out throughout the area, that it kind of seizes your muscles and your eyes start to blink as your vision kind of goes a little bit. You are stunned. Oh, okay. oh my god, it stuns people. Oh my god. Beep! So, so that was like the mech's turn again, basically, or another, like so a mech's Kind of a layer turn. action. Lair. Oh. Ooh, shit. We're in big boy territory now, guys. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> boy. So a stunned creature is incapacitated, cannot move, or, and speaks only um, falteringly. You automatically fail decks and strength saving throws, and your and attack rolls against you have disadvantage. Have advantage. So, disadvantage. Okay, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> have advantage. <laughs> so as, as an in incapacitated person, you can't take actions or reactions, unfortunately. So you are stunned. Does that include bonus actions? Yes, it does. Rule doesn't, okay, rule, rule, fair rule doesn't intend it. It includes bonus actions. Uh, fair, gotta fair. Check, gotta check. Gotta check, gotta <laughs> ask. Um, so that is the so, lair action. So there was no damage. It was just like a, an option to stun, right? An option to stun, yes. So I don't need to make another constitution saving throw for invisibility, technically? No, because you haven't taken damage. Please. Kind of a muscle seizing, yeah. Oh, don't worry, damages are coming later. No, I know, but just, you know, <laughs> just for the invisibility for me and Stefan, you know, it's just every little helps. <laughs> and speaking of, Stefan, you're up. Ooh. Uh, let's go a little ragey rage. Sure. Arr. Cool. Either are. How, how close are the automatons to I? So for you, the co one of the cobras is probably about um, 30 feet to your left as you're just kind of coming around the corner. Um, the kind of titan is in the center of the courtyard at about 30 feet away as well. The other the third cobra is the opposite end of the courtyard in the opposite corner. So it's like 90 feet away at the moment. Uh, okay. I could charge over to it, but I feel like I should help out with one of these. Uh, how's the titan one looking? It's it's taken a good bit of hits. You can see a lot of its insides, but it's still fine. Okay, I'll go for that one then. Okay. So head it with Shepherd's Warning. So as you're charging and going quickly across this slippery ground, I need you to make did I, me... Did I say charging? I need to make... Uh, even if you're not charging, <laughs> even if you're walking at your full speed, you still need to do this to be um, it, oh. is, it is slippery, slippery, slippery floor. Give me an acrobatics check. Oh, God. Acrobatics. You got this, baby. Uh, would you take an athletics? No, I'll do acrobatics. acrobatics. Um... 12? 12 is enough. 12 is loads. <gasps> yes. <laughs> My baby. It's not a hard check, See, but it's check just like a ghost. It's like a, just like a goat. Order of the like goat. Like a goat on a mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're able to use, with a, with, a de with, a, with a 12 acrobatics, you're able to use your full speed and take your movement as normal. Real. Um, I won't use Sunblade since it's radiant, so let's go Shepard's Warning. Uh, and I'll reckless attack for the crack. Uh, yeah, you already have advantage because you're invisible. Oh, okay. I won't recklessly attack them. Yeah, so your first one is advantage anyway. Yes. Okay. So if you want the, uh, you want the second attack to be an advantage, you better reckless because then technically, yeah, but it's not. Okay, that's good. We'll reckless them. Uh, so that's 15. 15 misses. Okay. And then my second attack. Oh. 
Uh, sixteen. That's Bingo Bonk. Yes. Yeah. Two d six plus four. Where are you? Ugh, could have been better. Uh, eleven damage. Okay, still some heart. Oh wait, do I add plus two for age? I think I know that. Yes, so thirteen. Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good. This thing is starting to look oily. <laughs> and that's all of my stuff. So. Great. Finally, they rolled very low. Are my cobras? Cobras. Echo cobras. They got a natural one. Now they are. Uh... Now they are fighting. Okay. So my cobras, my cobras, my cobras, my cobras. Me cobra is Sue cobra. Okay. So the first one. Okay. Now that the cobra can see, um, it's still uh, yeah. Look, it was still in that trajectory, so it's going to run and it can move without hindrance and quite deftly. It's almost propelled by the rain and the slipperiness. It makes it completely sixty feet to the opposite corner where the other sound was heard. It looks around doesn't see anything, turns towards you and starts making its way to the action. Wasting its its action. Okay. One of them. The second one okay. is close enough to come attack. So the second one is going to go in to help its Titan friend. And it is going to um bop 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 baby well. It's going to attack oh, probably the smaller one. It's going to attack Stepan. <gasps> okay, so it's going to bite at you. It gets advantage, right? Oh, it does, because you're reckless. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think it'll hit. A 14? That's my armor class. Here. Oh, oh, nice. So you take... That's bingo bunk. That's bingo that bunk. So you only take um, four damage. Cool. Piercing damage. But you have to make a constitution saving throw. Is it reduced to two, or was that... It was eight reduced to four. Um, No, it was, it was four on the dice. Oh, so two. two. Can reduce that to two. two yeah. yeah. Sick. So I'm giving me a constitution. Um, constitution was it? Constitution yeah. Cool. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen passes. You can you can feel as this cobra bites you. Another kind of needle jabs out and intends to inject you with something, but you're able to oh. shake it off. These little mother. <laughs> <laughs> These goddamn snakes. In this goddamn clock tower. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. Perfect. 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 That is my cobras. We're back to the top of the initiative with Gwen. Okay. So I'm still invisible. Well. Yeah. So how I moved 15 feet the last go. Like, is there like a door into the, like the tower? That's where it should yeah. love to go. If you check in behind you, you can see in the kind of the, again, the roofed area of the courtyard, it does make its way to kind of a large door. How far away is that? That is probably now that you've went to the corner, you could probably, it's it's 10 feet into the dry and then, which would take 20 feet of movement. So then you'd have another 10 feet. Yes, you could make it there. Cool. I'd, yeah, I want to book it. Well, not book it for the door. I'll get, like, tip, be careful, careful, and then run as soon as it's kind of dry and I'm over the little wall, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then get into the door. Yeah. Great. Okay. So I'm, like, a little in a good spot. Uh, yeah. And then I will, I guess, who, yeah, who looks closest to me? Does it look like, so getting, in terms of line of sight, now like, getting I'm not to fucked the, up by shooting anyone anyway? Now getting to the door, you are blocked from the action by that partition wall. 
Oh. So that part. Say that again to me. So, so that so as you come in, so when you came in through the archway of underneath mm-hmm. the clock tower into the yeah. into the courtyard, you were met first by about a forty foot partition wall. Yes. And then only when you get around that partition wall can you see where the the scrap heap is and stuff. So if you're going back to the tower, you can't see now what's going on because you're blocked by that partition wall. Oh no, sorry. I thought there. I thought the tower was in front of us. No, there was a door to get to it. Oh, cool. So So when you you walk, when you walk, when you enter into the building, you walk directly under the clock. Okay, Grant. So like when I moved to 15 foot forward, was there any other door in this courtyard or anything that I was going towards? Or is it just this courtyard and that's it? So there is doors like around, um, like, you know, dotted along the edges of the courtyard. Cool. So I would have hopefully moved 15 feet towards one of them in my first turn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot because you were you were you were, you were fifteen there. feet up the way. So actually, yeah. So you wouldn't have been. Yeah, able I wasn't to make moving it back. back. You, wouldn't I was moving... ma- you wouldn't have made it yeah. back to the courtyard at all. No. So yeah. No, sorry. I thought that was in front of me. So the yeah, clock, I was trying to move right. fifteen feet towards like a some kind of door. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's no problem. You can you can find the door. Um, okay. Sweet. I'll try and open it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It opens. Sick. And like, yeah, just try and get myself like in a nice kind of position so I could like, hi- like you know, hide myself in behind the wall from flame attacks and such. Um, and then I will, sh- yeah, can I see the snaky cobra or which, yeah, is there any, am I yeah, line of can... sight is all good for everything? Yes, yeah, you can see everything now pretty clearly. Um, there is obviously the three foot wall 10 feet ahead of you, the other side of the kind of hallway. Um, yeah. but you can see over that the cobras are tall enough, they're medium creatures. And you can see the Titan fighting its fighting its uh, large dwarf friend. Okay, well, I would love to try and get a Cobra and the big boy if I could, like, fireball between the two of them. If not, I'll just go for the far side of Ivar and get the big guy. So the Cobra, one of the Cobras is is fighting Stefan. So in, uh, if you're getting a fireball on them, it gets everybody, unless you, like, just skirted the other side. Um, and so there's no fireball filling to this Cobra Titan sandwich, no? No. No. Okay, that's fine. To get to get to get the Titan and a Cobra, you also have to get Stefan and Ivar. No, can I just hit the Titan and not hit Ivar? Then? Okay, yeah, that's no problem. So it's a dexterity Sweet. saving throw. Next save for you, yeah, uh, fifteen, and I'm doing a third level. Okay, dexterity. Oh, I'm so good at that. Lol. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was hoping the big bulky <laughs> thing wouldn't be. Thanks. No, baby. Okay, so full damage of this. Um. Oh. I guess I'll just go with fire because I don't know if it has resistances or not. I know it shoots fire, but that doesn't technically mean it's resistance. So, yeah, I'll go with the fire oh. as normal. Uh, okay, that's a five, a four, and a one. So, 10 and three. 13 on the first four. Sure, 13. And then the other four. Yeah, 86. Yeah. Um, 9, 10, 11. So, 24 altogether. 24. So, you can see that this thing takes. A lot of that damage. Yeah. It doesn't take it all. As you can oh, yeah. see, its forge center kind of absorbs some of it. And you can see that fire bubbling up its throat now again. So it takes oh, 12 okay. of that 24 damage. Oh, fucking damn it. Uh, the one time I didn't, uh, I'll just shout like, uh, fire not great. And then like just kind of go in behind the door. Okay. In behind the like wall of the door. <laughs> um, do a derby on it. Um, great. Okay, so that's your go, Gwen. Next up is my Titan, my Abomination. So 
the rain continues to fall, causing obscurity in the area, causing the slippery floor that you have to work with. Also, you can see now that you're up in the fray and fighting with it, you've knocked off a lot of its armor, but a lot of its inner workings are still working. And you can see the funnels and the smart tubing collects all this rainwater. And you can see parts of the gears and widgets start to repair itself and pick up some of its armor oh. as it heals in rain. No. Yes. Yep, that's it. And then also its turn. So now it has um <laughs> now it has two targets to hit in. Let's see if its breath weapon uh, recharges. It does. So it's going to just cone out to Ivar and to Stefan. Can I have a dexterity saving throw? Oh, I auto fail those now. Oh, I'm you're stunned. stunned. Right? Yes. Oh, oh. Think I get advantage? Yes. Oh, yes, because of danger sense? Yes. Yes. Danger sense. Just a 13. 13 fails. <gasps> so you both take. 25 fire damage. That's half, right? That's half for you, yes. Yeah. 12. Okay. And that is its turn. The fire seems to quell down a little bit in its um, in its furnace. Um, and you can see more parts of it begin to move and were parts that you're not quite understanding, but it's definitely prepping for something else. Um, that brings us to your turn, Ivar. Unfortunately, you are stunned. Um, mm -hmm. So we go straight to Darby. Does my stun end at the end of this turn? or? Um, no, it'll it'll end when the next layer action begins. So it's a... Okay. Oh my god, okay. so bad. Um, seeing the ground effect shock then. Yes. I'm going to activate my boots of flying. Uh, yes! And, and just Levitate a little bit off mm. the ground just so I'm not in contact with it. <laughs> and I will take a shot at it again. Go for it. And I will um, sharpshooter dead eye it as well. Okay. Spending your grip point. Um, 14. Probably misses. 14. 14 does miss. Damn. Darn. Win some, you lose some. Yep. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, same again. Go for it. Whole lot. <laughs> Why not? In for a penny. Okay, that's a 19. That hits, yeah. Uh, 22 damage. <sighs> Ouchies. That was a good hit. Starting slip quite hurt. Uh, a bit. Anything else, Darby? Uh, yes. Um, that's action surge. Oh wow! I forgot we have two fighters. Oh yeah! <laughs> Come on, double fighters. Um, two last shots in brass rain, so I'll use two of them. Um, how many crit points? That it's my wisdom, isn't it? My wisdom modifier. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, let's do the same thing again. Go for it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> this is the fun of the fighter. You're in for two pounds at this point. <laughs> in for two pence, in for two pounds. <laughs> That's 
a 21. That will hit. That's a 19 damage. Ouch. We're racking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do the same thing again and burn up the last crit point. <laughs> oh, it's a natural 20. Oh, oh nice. You get that grip point, like back. Yes. point back. That's okay, perfect timing. So double the dice and hold on. So the max max on the dice. Okay, so that's a ten. Yeah, plus the dice. Plus is it two max dice? That's one no, oh. you roll the second. I'll roll one. Yeah, I'll roll, roll one, one max the other. Okay, so that was a nine, not too bad. So nineteen. Plus your dexterity. So that's plus five. Twenty-four plus ten. Plus ten is thirty-four. <laughs> this thing is looking so wow. hurt. So hurt. And a phrase that's all too well known. I'm out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And just just enough HP for it to get to its next lair action. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so now, um, out of its pistons and moving parts, um, a kind of a gas, like a vaporous kind of oil, begins to fill the air in an almost outwards noxious um, explosion. I'm going to need everyone in the courtyard, including Darby, it's not on the ground anymore, but Gwen, you're fine. Um, to make another constitution saving throw. I didn't anticipate the boots are flying. I was like, I'm going to do one floor and one ground one. So I'm just happy that it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 24. Uh, 15. 15 and 24 both pass. Uh, 13. 13 is number wang. Um, single bonk. Yes, yes meets a pizza. We love to see it. So you all take you take half damage on this. So it was 17, half to 8. Not bad. Um, of poison damage. Which, Stefan, you half again. And Ivor is resistant to poison because he's a dwarf? Oh, yes. That's correct. Yeah, I have, ad I have advantage against that, but I already passed, so... Uh, uh, sickening, go towards. Actually, I think I just have advantage against it. Let me double check that. Do it should be in the in the top right of your character sheet. There's resistance. So what was the damage mm. halved? Uh, eight. eight. Seventeen half to eight. Eight poison, yeah. Mine is like a little resist poison. It's like an ore in a little shield, and then it says poison besides defenses. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So I think you do resist poison. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Four advantage and resistance to poison damage. So okay. Take four as well. Excellent. Nice. So now we go to Stefan's turn. Ooh. And Ivar, you're no longer restrained. Nice. Is the thing still biting me? <laughs> still, the little cobras are still biting you. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I will hit it then <laughs> recklessly. <Go for> it. <laughs> no, I bite you. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose this has to be a one-handed strike, or did it bite me somewhere else? No, no, you can use both hands. Yeah, it's just thematic. Go. <laughs> bite and let go. Okay, little. Oh, that's going to be no good. Thirteen. Uh, Add hits. Oh, no, <gasps> yeah, they've got less AC. Less AC. 
Then do, do, do. Uh, thirteen in total. Thirteen, yeah, that hurts. Cool. And just swing again. Go for it. And oh, uh, twenty-one. That is. Yeah. Is. <laughs> uh oh, that's max damage. So that's a eighteen. Ah, which was two and all. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Anything else, Mister Stefan? Uh oh, how badly do they look? They these look like they can take a lot more hits. Let's do a wild mother's insight, I guess, which I totally remembered I had again before. So oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so that tells you damn that what so what do you want? Which one of them? You, let's you see. Get, you uh, get cool. Let's go for damage, immunity, resistances, and vulnerabilities Perfect. and creatures type, I guess. Okay. So it is a construct, and its damage is it is immune to poison damage. It has no resistances and no vulnerabilities. Oh, I repeat that to everyone else. Good to know. Just in case anyone wasn't sure. The normal. Thank you, Wild Mother. Cool. Uh, Great. So now it is my. It's not like an off switch to these Darby or. There <laughs> <laughs> could be. Um. <laughs> there now it's my cobras go. So did you attack recklessly there, Stefan? Yep. Okay. A reckless bite right back at you. Natural twenty. Oh. That misses. Yes. For I, <laughs> I rolled low, so it's fine. For a total of ten piercing damage, which is half to five, and another Constitution saving throw. Cool. Uh. That is an eight. That fails. So you are paralyzed until the end of the next turn. <laughs> For everyone at home, the paralyzed condition <laughs> um, renders a, uh, a creature incapacitated. They automatically fail. It's actually quite similar to um, stun. So they automatically fail dexter uh, dexterity and strength saving throws and attack rolls against them at advantage. But on top of that, any attack that the creature is hit with is a critical as long as the attacker is within five feet. Ooh. So this I'm paralyzed with rage. So the second cobra makes its way over to you. Oh, <gasps> monster! And it gets a dirty twenty, which is which hits, and then is automatically another yep. crit. So that is eleven piercing damage, uh, reduced to five. Give me another Constitution saving throw. I could be double part. Oh, do they have different effects? Oh. <laughs> um, oh, 17. No. 17 passes. So this needle hit yeah. you and you don't feel this one. <laughs> I love that as a mechanic, but I hate having to play with yeah. um, <laughs> I was um, also like, double paralyzed? How is that possible? Double paralyzed. <laughs> um, you know, it's important. Anyways, um, Gwen, we're back up top of the initiative with yourself. Um, oh, sorry. Was I? Did I skip the second turn as well? I was stunned for two turns. Oh, just one turn. No, it, it's just it's yeah. No, I haven't gone back around it's to you again. It's to the end of your. Turn. Oh, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So you have your next action. So it was, it, it was to the end. It was to the next layer action. So and um, that was the acid or the poison rain. Okay. So sure. Stop being stunned then. Yeah. So then we had Stefan the Cobras, and now that's the end of the initiative. We're back up to the top with Gwen. Cool. Uh, 
just quickly, she swivels her head around in this room. Can she see anything? So in here, um, just quite quickly at a glance, um, you can see Massive a off switch. <laughs> there isn't there isn't a really big red button that says off switch. No, okay, um, okay. you can Good see point. kind of just stacks and stacks and ingots of just like raw iron and brass and other metals. Um, Ooh, fun! That's all. There's no big off switch. Cool. Uh, well, then in that case, you said that the big thing looked quite hurt and you were like yeah do we know that yeah you can see that it's falling apart okay well then i want to help stefan and i want to try and kill that thing from my boys uh so what i'll do is i will do a level three scorching rain instead this time okay but i'm going to change it from fire to piercing because derby shots are piercing and they don't look like they were like getting reduced okay Am I able to intuit that? Is that okay? That's not too meta. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I, uh, and again, it, or that this is magical piercing, so it would even bypass your knowledge of things that would have resistance to, you know, mundane piercing. Mm. So it would cool. Work. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just I'm avoiding the fire because that was sucked up, right? Yes. Sweet. Um. Okay. Cool. And then this is uh, so it's third level. So. How many is that? That is, uh, oh god, read quickly. Three rays, right? Yes. Okay, so three d20s. Ah, da, 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 da. Okay, ooh, ooh, one of them is an at 20. Mm. Uh, then, uh, so yeah, I wanted one on the big guy. Okay. Then two on the cobra that's attacking. Well, one of the cobras that's attacking. Okay, so you should have rolled them separately, but it's fine. Oh no, I know which one is which. So the... The one that's for the big guy is my like gray specialty one, which got a so it probably maybe misses actually five plus seven. Yeah, it's only a twelve. Twelve misses. But the crit and then there's a six. Yeah, so crit is twenty seven, and then the other one is like sixteen plus seven, so twenty three. Okay, yeah, they both hit. Oh, sweet. So two of them on the cobra, then I guess. Yep. So that's two d six and two d six, so forty six. Yeah, and then also 12, because you got a crit. Oh, nice! Oh, and literally all threes on all four of them, so another 12. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was really freaky. Mental. They're just like four threes looking at me, yeah. <laughs> what is the odds of that? I know. Uh, eh, ba, ba, yeah, ba. Uh, yeah, man, that's one and six, one and six, one and six, one and six. That's a lot. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Okay, so that is another 12. So that is 24 damage in total to the Cobra. Ouch. Uh -huh. Ouch. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I don't know, silvery or some shit. I don't know. It looks different. <laughs> <laughs> looks different and cool. Um, anything else, Gwen? Uh, okay, so that's action. And then how do my, how does Stefan and Ivar both look? I took a bit of damage, but like... You don't look like you're falling apart? It doesn't look like I'm falling apart. Like, hey. you know. And Stefan? Yeah, I look pretty okay. Oh, okay, sweet. Okay, and then I'll just be like, No snakes, you fucking dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gwen learned the vicious mockery cantrip, but has not yeah. yet. <laughs> um, She's cast a spell this turn. <laughs> next in the initiative is my clockwork buddy. Hey, buddy. Let's see if you get your breath back. You don't. Sickening. So it's going to come at you with its long appendages, Ivar. Okay. Um, so it's going to first come at you with a bite attack. 
dirty 20. That will hit. And it's going to do... Where my dice? Where are my dice? Um, 13 piercing damage. Okay. And it's going to come at you with a slam attack for another dirty 20. Mm -hmm. And that is... Oh, I didn't roll too hot on that one. That is nine bludgeon damage as this long appendage slams down and hammers into you. Okay. And that is its turn. At the end of its turn, we move to Ivar Ironclad. Okay, all right. So I'm going to I'm going to make sure this thing dies this turn. <laughs> so we don't get around to it. Initially. Best I can. Again. Yeah. <laughs> So that is um, plus eight. That is 14. 14 misses. Okay. Second attack. That is... Oh, no. <laughs> That's 12. Oh, no. Oh, dear. That also misses. So as, <laughs> as, it, as it's, like, picking back up, it's, like, um, it, you know, the scraps of its armor. Um, you're just like mm. hitting in to its mechanisms as it's kind of trying to repair itself, and you don't get anything off this turn. Those okay. Targets. Okay, I'm a lot more nervous right now, so I'm going to invoke the storm rune. Okay. And uh, for my bonus action, and uh, that's my turn for now. Okay. I turn's turn. Yeah. Arby. Um. Jervie's in the process of reloading Brass Rain. Oh. But just cocks an eye up and sees Ivar completely whiff and go, oh, cogs. And just jams the bullet back into his pocket. And um, I'm going to go over and take two swipes with a keen point. Ooh! <gasps> go away, Jervie. Wild thing. There you go. Um, wow. And you can fly over as well, so you're not impeded by the difficult terrain. I was just going to say, it's like, oh, does he have to slide? No, he doesn't. Okay. Um, right. Keen point. Let's see, how do we do that? <laughs> Literally, I don't think you've ever used this to attack. Well, maybe once. I have. Like, <laughs> once or twice. Right? Isn't this the thing with the cool uh, worm thing that flies around it? Yeah, the little dragon Sickening. I'm actually pretty handy at melee too, you know. It's all that Elven martial training. Oh yeah, you're you're a prep boy. You've done yeah, the lance. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done the fencing. Mm -hmm. I was at school. <laughs> yeah, you've done fencing. Yeah. <laughs> the rapier, I think, anyway, isn't it? Uh, yeah. That's a twenty-six. I definitely hit. Yeah. And it's a it's a D eight, isn't it? A rapier. Yeah. D eight plus. It's a six because it's a plus one weapon. Yes. Ooh, that is a twelve. That is a lot of damage. It you have pretty much negated all of its healing. Oh, I forgot it keeps healing. What a little bitch. So it's on, it's on, it's, mm. it's, it's on, fall. it's on. Just the sliverest of health. Um second attack. Yes. Twenty-two. I will hit. Nine damage. Nine damage. Darby, how do you superhero cross this courtyard and take out this abomination? Yes. Um. I just 
fly past it first, giving it a kind of a lick across its surface. Yeah. And uh, then I make a return, like a, a kind of a U-turn, and come back at it again, and um, pretty much near like a Superman sort of stance, except with the rapier completely extended. Yes! And, and get it right <laughs> into its... Um, Peter Pan, kind of that bitch. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah. So yeah, you fly around and dance around it, fencing it in the air, and you strike it into its um, fiery forge core. And you're able to deal the final blow that breaks apart any kind of sentience or action that this thing has as it falls to the ground, an actual scrap heap. Mm. Um, what that does to the cobras, one second. Oh, it does something to the cobras? So what that does to the cobras is that you see them now kind of like rear up um, ready to strike again, but something in them now kind of almost like it flicks a switch. Their red eyes go a kind of a dull, kind of bluey green, um, and they kind of take a more defensive position and are not now in an attack position. Okay. We are going to okay. come out of initiative. <gasps> Cobras seem to draw back, no longer conversational, but looking very anxious at you, if you can tell that from a from a construct. Okay. And we are going to pick up next time from there on Adventuring for Dummies. Ooh! Okay, fun! Snakey yeah. friends. Oh, possibly. <laughs> maybe snakey friends. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, Snakes. So, yes, you have defeated my Clock Hill Tower puzzle. Well, my first one of the Clock Hill Tower puzzles. Maybe there's more. Mecha Clock. Clock of Mecha. Um, so, yes, any thoughts, feelings, emotions? I have 17 hit points left. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, you are pretty fucked up there. <laughs> yeah. I did a derby and didn't get hit once, so I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get knocked out this time. You so. didn't. Uh, I, I, I did get hit. I got the poison. I know, but like I, yeah, I did, did a you and like you know. Yes, you yeah. did. A... Super defensive. Oh, I did get paralyzed. I guess that's basically knocked out. Oh yeah, oh, Stefan no. is, well... is still paralyzed at the moment. <laughs> I I have the storm rune. <laughs> My plan is to use it to uh, give him advantage on those saving jokes. Nice. Look at the team working Knock together. Up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Gonna say, I imagine the big we're like a well oiled machine, oh, exactly. Well, I mean, like clockwork. Whoa, um, I imagine the big thing in the middle to look like a big daddy from Bioshock, but like more mechy. I don't know, that was just what I had in my head. It was a little bit more, I, I yeah, I get that. It's a little bit more fragmented and a little bit more gangly. Okay, so like, yeah, long, big, creepy version of that, yeah, yeah, Ooh, like so the little sisters when they turn into big sisters. Oh, I don't know they're, what that looks they, like. They're, they're gangly, um, but like it has like a long neck and it almost kind of looks drakey. Oh, um, you know the creepier. rapper Drake. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, Drake. <laughs> Indian rapper sensation Drake. Yeah, that's what it looks mm. like. Um, but yeah, yeah, close to big boys, but just a long neck, like a big boy with a long neck. Oh, um, excellent. Well, if there's no more thoughts, feelings, emotions, we will leave you there, dear listener. And until next time, it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye.
Bye. 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 Hey, this is Dave of the Gwen Persuasion. Just to let you know, you can follow us on our socials by searching Adventuring for Dummies. And you can tweet at us at A4DPod or by using hashtag A4DPod on Twitter. That's the number four, not F-O-R. We would also love if you gave us a rating and review and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you guys next week.